Hello and welcome to another Fire Up Chat. I am Deborah Trapin, your hostess, and it is such an exciting day. I am so excited to introduce you to today's guest. I am shaking it up a little bit since this is the first show of 2017. <laughs> I am going to read a couple of things that she writes about herself in the 140 character or less space. <laughs> so Patricia Ann is Definitely a woman who loves what she does. Listen to this. She's a realtor with 12 years experience and awesome customer service. She loves her hubby, shoes, and all that sparkles. On Twitter, it says she's an EXP realtor, which is so awesome. In Dallas, come on, Dallas. She loves the chase of the deal and social networking. I can totally attest to that. Uh, she's a Facebook and Twitter junkie. And again, she loves shoes. Yes. Bling. And she supports breast cancer. So this is a woman after our hearts. Uh, she has a favorite quote on Facebook, and that is always look up and never look back, which is perfect as we roll into really what we're going to be talking about today is being positive in such a negative focused world sometimes. So welcome to the show, Patricia Ann. Woo! Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Yes, I, and I love your sparkle and your bling. That's perfect. Yes, thank you. Bring the new year in. They're going <laughs> to smile when they see your outfits, which is awesome. I got to have my bling, you know. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, I knew that about you before we actually even met. I mean, we've known each other for many years on mm -hmm. social media. Yes. And I was thinking this morning, I'm like, I think the first time when we met in person was at Rex, right? Yes, in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was with Lisa Archer, and then like, we, right. yeah, that is so funny, isn't it? Um, but yes. we had a relationship uh, well before we met in person, mm -hmm. and you know we are very kindred. We love keeping things positive, but we're not Pollyannas. And yeah. I think you know that's that's one of the things that I really really want to dig into today. But before we kind of get into the positivity stuff, I'd love to know what gave you the push to begin living your dream because you haven't always done real estate no I started in marketing for health clubs and I loved it so I started with that then I became a manager and then they moved me into sales and they said we want you to do some corporate stuff because I was good with you know signing up the clients and I had a passion I loved working out so they wanted to start a corporate division through the health clubs. so through the five health clubs we started going to companies so I was the person that would go in present and sign everybody up and I mean I loved it so we did some private thing like that well as I got to know people everybody you know everybody knows a realtor so people are like you know you'd be really good in real estate and I laughed because every weekend my husband and I would always go look at houses my poor husband I drag him everywhere let's go look at this house let's go here let's go there so um, finally he would even say why don't you start you know why don't you get your license and start doing real estate and I'm like work a full commission job you got to be kidding me I mean, you know, that's the scariest. That's, you know, jumping off a cliff and having like, you know, that you, you get so used to that paycheck. Yes. So I kind of blew it off a little bit. We'd go up to where his parents live in Pinehurst, North Carolina, and I would drag him again to go see houses. And his dad was like, you know what? I really think that you would be a good realtor. And I really think that you should go for it. And I want to give a gift to you and pay for your school. So my father-in-law paid for my school and um, I started and within two weeks of having my license, I had two deals going. So, and I kind of never looked back and I started part-time only for six months and then after that I went full-time. So. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? You know, it is, a, it's an interesting industry to be part-time in, 
you know, uh, when, when I started in real estate in 2002, it was very taboo to say that you were a part-time agent mm -hmm. and it, you were almost kind of sequestered over to the side like you weren't a real agent but you know now I think there's so many people who have multiple jobs mm -hmm. and, uh, real estate may be eccentric but there, there's lots of side hustles happening these days you know there's lots of college tuition to be paid off and mm -hmm. and and so um, I'm not sure how how is the the part-time space down in your area like how did you feel when you were like oh, I'm gonna be part-time for a while well you know when I started you know, it's like what they always say, what you focus on, you know, expands. And I think when you're doing it part time, you're not like, you know, you're not 100% committed to it, you know. And I always found, I mean, I was busy when I was part time, but when I really fully went into it, that's when it just started to happen. So I think it is, I mean, it is possible, but I think it is a very hard industry to do part-time because I think when those people call you, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you'll work nights and weekends. I mean, I work a lot during the day, especially if you show families, usually the wife will go and when they find the homes, then the men, you know, come along. So we, you know, I do a lot during the, during the week and during the day. So I think when people hire you, they want to make sure that you are fully committed to that. I mean, it's the biggest investment that they're going to make. So I found that once I started full-time, that's when it all started to happen for me. So, and I feel that when you say to somebody, you know, I am full-time, I am on a team. So if I don't answer my phone, if I'm out showing, there is somebody in my office that can answer a question. So you treat it as a career. And I think that's extremely important. Yeah. That, and that's a good word for somebody who might be trying to figure out, geez, do I really want to go all in? that once you do it does it does change it does change it and you know i think it, it your mindset and how you look at real estate when you go 100% is different and it is scary there's no doubt about it there is no doubt about it but i found i find you know i i recruited hundreds of of real estate professionals when i was in corporate and I would always find that the people who would come in, usually what people would say is, I love houses and I love people, so I want to sell real estate. And then, so we would then, of course, get real. It's like, okay, well, selling real estate's more than loving houses and loving people, but <laughs> it's pretty important that you like both. Yes. Uh, but the ones who really kind of grasped the fact that I need to have some money in the bank. I need to be prepared. I need to, you know, have a plan. I need to have a financial plan yes. to run this business. I would always give the the analogy of, you know, if you even if you were to start, say, a Subway franchise, you would have to pay in one hundred and twenty five, one hundred and eighty, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars mm -hmm. to participate. And you know, real estate, although you don't necessarily need that kind of, you know, sizable investment to get started. It wouldn't. It would behoove people getting into the industry to actually understand that. Like this is you are a, a, an itty bitty little franchise of your your brokerage, and right. it's your own. You know, you're putting your sign in the ground, and it's it. You know, there's there's good and bad to to not saying that right up front. I think for when people are getting in, I think nobody really knows what that means until they're actually selling real estate. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny when we talk because I'm on a team. And when, you know, we hire people, it's the same thing. I love houses. You know, I love, you know, I love, um, you know, working with people. Okay, great. You know, I don't think they understand that really, I mean, you have to pick up the phone. I mean, even if you hate it, 
you've got to learn how to cold call. But how I built almost my whole business was open houses. And it's funny because a lot of agents don't like to do open houses. I like it because they come to you. How often of being a realtor, unless you're a builder rep, do people actually walk into a door and come to you? So to me, just to have a conversation, you know, and I always said, if I can get somebody in front of me, you know, I, I'll, I'll work with them. So, I mean, now I think as realtors come in, you know, the market has been so crazy for the last 18 months. I think everybody sees it as easy money. And that's not the case. There's so much work to it. So I think that if somebody wants to come in, they really should shadow, you know, come in and spend four or five days with a realtor and see, you know, in and out of the car, how many phone calls, all your prospecting, because you got to keep that, you know, that pipeline full. Right. Cause like you said, you don't need a thousand in the bank, but I mean, you do have to cover dues. You do have to cover MLS. I mean, you know, you may start and not have a closing for, you know, four or five months. And sometimes that happens. And I think if you don't understand it, you get, you lose your motivation and then you end up, you know, getting out of the business. So I think shadowing in this type of industry is probably good. Like mentor programs just to see, because I think it is a lot of money to start up for something that you don't take seriously. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, let's talk about the, the open house bit for a second uh, because there there is a lot of controversy over over open houses now right there's so much conversation around it so is so when you say people are coming to you I mean you're you're such a personable woman right you clearly love to talk with people and engage people and 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 serve people I think that there's a big piece of loving open houses that's attached with that side of your personality and you know i think it would be interesting to kind of take all of the different ways to prospect and find the people who love that particular type and almost like give a personality style to a prospecting style <laughs> yeah it's true because maybe if somebody doesn't want to be on the phone then go to open houses i mean you know there's always something for you know for everybody in their terms because of prospecting like i believe in open houses but see a lot of people may not believe in it so it may not work Right. You know, it's all like you don't need to reinvent the wheel, but you have to do what you feel comfortable, what works for you. So to me, being able to just, you know, get on the phone and show my personality, you know, it works for me. I mean, I don't mind being on the phone. You know, I do, you know, I call our leads every day. We do our prospecting. You have to keep your pipeline full. But I like the open house concept. So yeah, that's, that's so good. Cool. Being with people is shocking. I'm so shocked that you like that. <laughs> so, so let's talk about something a little bit more personal. So what is one thing people would be super surprised to know about you? I love paranormal. I love all the paranormal activity. I watch TV shows about it. There's like ghost adventures. And you know what's really funny? I didn't even know this. I've lived now in this area for 13 years, and Ghost Adventures shot um, a segment. There's a haunted bridge that actually I go across um, like almost every day. I had no idea until we saw the show. So I said to Sherry, the head of our team, I go, did you know about this bridge? Because how do you not know about this? I'm like, my God, if I knew they were shooting, I definitely would have been out there. Now I keep trying to drag my husband. Let's go walk across the bridge. Let's like go at dusk. He's like, you're nuts. So I don't know. I like watching the shows, reading the books. I don't know. It's kind of that. It's like going to scary movies, that adrenaline that you get when you watch something and you get nervous. I don't know. It's, it's, it's exciting to me. So, yeah, I don't think a lot of people know that I'm into that. So I, I would venture that they don't. And I think... <laughs> 
<laughs> kind of strange. <laughs> you know how much I love talking about like sharing who you are authentically and, and you know, with just wild abandon, right? Because your people are out there. There are other ghost adventure seekers who are like, oh my gosh, now I have something else in, in common with Patricia Ann. I found a whole Twitter thing, you know, like hashtag and I found a bunch of people like that. And I was just like, you know, who knows who you're talking to, but that's what makes Twitter fun. But yeah, I found like a whole community. So that's kind of oh cool. Gosh, yeah. I, well, as I was saying to you when we were in the green room that, you know, I've got a, a girlfriend here in Seattle who, my goodness, when you come to visit, we will take you on the ghost hunting tour. Like Seattle wow. has, I don't know if you know this about Seattle, but Seattle actually the first Seattle like sunk and oh. it, so there's a whole underground. Oh, wow. And no, so, I would love to do that. Yes. Oh gosh. Oh yes. Like there's there they have like these little. It's not seancey. It's not at all like freaky or devilish. But you know they have these. They've a, a girl who was uh, like a, one of the stars from the Ghost Hunters show. Um, I don't know exactly which Ghost Hunters show it was, but she was actually here giving tips and the, you know had these little pieces oh, wow. of salt and it was like oh do I was it was so fascinating. <laughs> it is fascinating. It, it's and I think it's. You know, it's good to have fun things like that, little hobbies, yeah. uh, you know, things that you're you're passionate about that don't that don't fully define you, but that when you're having one of those days, you're like, okay, I just need to, I just need one of my ghost shows. Like, where yeah. is my remote? And that yeah. just takes you away. I, I love that, uh, and I particularly love that it, it's you know that kind of scary wild adrenaline is pretty much yeah. the exact opposite. <laughs> of the sparkle sprinkling yes yes you know high you know high energy passionate about engaging and inspiring and elevating those around you because that is i'm sure the number one word people use when they're talking about you is inspiring or something around or related to that because uh if i'm if if there's others that are in your like top 100 list that are constantly tagged in these awesome <laughs> quotes. I love it. I'm like, where's my Patricia Ann quote? <laughs> and I know there's others like, because I see the comments in there. Uh, and yeah, it's a fluke. I mean, that just, I, one day I saw something and I just, I thought this is a great quote. And this is probably going almost, almost a year and a half now. And I tagged a couple people and then I started getting these like direct messages. Wow. That really like spoke to me. How did you know? How did, I mean, you know, and I thought, you know what? It made somebody smile. So, and that's why I started to do it. And now it's funny. I went to go see my mom. It was last Christmas um, or it's Christmas before. And I went off Facebook, which is odd. And I didn't post and people are like, you know, like direct message me. Are you okay? I, we haven't heard from you. There's no messages. <laughs> and I'm like, so people get used to it. And that makes me feel good. So that's why I started doing that. So, and I just keep up with it. And it's so beautiful for, for those of you who are not connected to Patricia Ann on Facebook, uh, pretty much every day, I'm, I'm sure there's a day or two that you take off here and there, but pretty much every day uh, she posts a, a meme of some sort, a quote, a, you know, a words of encouragement. And then you've figured out strategically how to tag many more people than Facebook actually wants you yes. to be able to tag. <laughs> Which I so love and so funny. I'm like, I'm like, oh, yes, I'm like a hundred people. Oh, oh <laughs> including names in the comments and yeah. or in the in the uh, post and oh. taking the photo, which is awesome. And you know what I love? So when I post my Moxie memos, I I tag a bunch of people too. And what I love about it is every time I'm 
tagging people and let me know if it's the same for you. Like I tag them and it's almost like, you know, you're sending them a, like a little prayer with that. It's like, I'm thinking of you. Like, I think this is going to, I think this is going to hit you, you mm -hmm. know, because we're both attached to thousands of people on Facebook, you know, so to choose, you know, around a hundred people that, that, you know, are going to engage and are going to take that word in, that's really special. That's really special. And you're giving those people such a gift. And I love the comments that go underneath. <laughs> I mean, it, just, it makes you feel good. And it just started, you know, and, and people are, you know, are saying, oh, do you ever get down? Well, I mean, like you said, we're, you know, the world right now is, you know, a difficult place for a lot of people and even for me but I mean just if that's one of my ways you know the affirmation in the morning is my you know find a really good quote and bring it out that helps me too so if I am down and I'm like okay you know one hour at a time but I post that and just getting the responses makes me feel better so it's kind of a it works both ways I love that. I love that. So, you know, let's, let's kind of share some of the top things that you do to keep positive. And because I think, you know, we, there is, we can all choose to be positive. There's no doubt about that. We hear people say, Oh, you get to choose your attitude. Yes. However, I think that a big part of choosing your attitude is having, having a list of things that you go to. I call it soul tank list, right? Uh, I, that you go to. So we know because we experience it and are, are blessed by it, that affirmations is a big thing for you and that you not only take that in for yourself, but you also share and tag it, uh, others. So that's so beautiful. It's, it's feeling yourself and then feeling others. So what's another one of the things that you do to keep yourself positive and sassy? You know what I think? Um, I like to say small accomplishment. And, you know, I think around, the, and what I mean by that, I think around this time of year, you know, especially realtors, everybody's like, okay, what's the goals for 2017? And when we start doing that, I get, it makes me anxious and it makes me almost like nervous and I stress myself out because, you know, in real estate, you know, you keep going, you set your numbers, it's, you're against you. You know, basically, I learned that when I used to swim competitively. You're only gets you in a clock. So when you want it, everybody wants to be successful. You know, so, but I think when people are like, okay, I want to do, you know, 12 million or I want to do 50. Yes, it's good to have a goal, but I like to call it an accomplishment. I just, like, this dawned on me thanks to my husband, you know, because we were talking about it. He's like, you need to stop stressing yourself out. He goes, you know, and I thought, you know what? It's almost like an accomplishment. So you set little accomplishments to get, you know, like during the week, I want to work out three times this week. You know, I want to, you know, do, you know, I'm starting to do video. I want to do this much video, you know, where it does, it's not overwhelming. It's like the, you know, eat the elephant one bite at a time. Yes. Our goal, because I think we put so much on that. Yes, you have to have a goal. Yes, to keep yourself motivated. But I think we sometimes put ourselves up for failure, I think. So I think if you do little accomplishments to get to that main goal, you know, that keeps you motivated. Because if you have more success, you're going to keep going. If, you know, Oh, I'm already, you know, everybody does their goals midway. Oh my God, I'm this far down. Well, do a little bit at a time. I want to talk to this many people. You know, I want to set this many appointments, you know, when you do a call, you know, for that day. So I think that that has helped me. It helped me get to that final goal. And it started doing that this year. And it really actually worked because I had one of the best years that I had with trying not to stress myself out. And so I just call it little accomplishments versus, yeah, I have this humongous goal and I have to reach it. So that's what's helped me. You know, that is what's so beautiful about that is I do, I do this um, webinar and this workshop about goal hacking. And because I think, well, in particular, I think for women, 
how we go about achieving things is different than men. Mm -hmm. We we are uh, we tend to be much more collaborative, but we also tend to not ask for help as soon as we need help. Right. We try to solve it and do it, and so we have this we have kind of this yin and yang about how we do things, and so <clears throat> what I love about what you're talking about is it's it's really looking at what it is that you that you do want to accomplish. Where do you want to be at the end of the year? I, I love to look at it from the work back concept, right? So if you say by the end of 2017, you want to have sold a certain number of homes, well, what does that really mean? And so that it doesn't feel so overwhelming because I feel that women are, are tend to be multitaskers. And, and we while it's, we know it's proven it's not a great thing to do, we know that the female brain does do it better. And yeah. so we, of course, tap into that, and we have multiple. We have, you know, home goals and family goals and business goals and body goals and and learning goals. I mean, it's we have multiple goals. Yeah. If you have one goal in each one of the, you know, the the spots on your bingo card, it's still multiple goals. So True. breaking it down is so important. And I think that when you break it down, that also allows you to look at that and go, is that really something I want? Right. You know, uh, I had uh, Marguerite Crespillo. Do you know her? She's also an EXP gal. She just started. So it's so interesting that I have two EXPers in a row. <laughs> Glenn's like, yes. Yeah, he's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, what was interesting in my conversation with her is, so she's in California, and mm -hmm. you know, she she was in this like achieve, 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 go, go, go. When I get to this next level, it's going to be great. You know, she's she's a mom of a, a brood of boys. So she's got like all these different things going around and she's like, wait a minute, like, whoa, this isn't exactly what I'm looking for. And what health crisis made her look at her goals differently. Yes. And, and, you know, I think that, I think that what we've experienced um, in, in this year's kind of political cycle mm -hmm. is even though nothing happened physically to each of us, I think we all are, have kind of taken a step back and said, what's important to me? Like, really, what's important to me? And I think that's such a positive to all of the negative that's been spinning and swirling around um, what's coming. And and so I think that that's such a great word for anybody who's listening is just look at your list and, and break it down. Don't stress yourself out. Because I think, and I, I have a feeling that you're going to agree with me on this, is like, this is the time of year to enjoy yourself. Yes. Like, well, there's more in life. You know what? Here's the thing. If, you know, when you're sitting and you're 80 years old and you're sitting at your rocking chair with your husband and your dog, whoever's there, no one's going to say how many houses you should sell. No, who cares? I mean, the thing is, is living in the moment. Like you said, I think this year, I mean, like I said, we don't live in a fantasy. We know what's going on. But I just, over, you know, since October, I don't think I've ever seen as much hate as there was this year. And I think just people got on the bandwagon it's just reaction. It's emotional. You know, that's why the kindness thing, you know, so many people were like, you know, let's be kind. And people are, you know, trying to pick up on that to try to give more of a feel good. And I think that's important. And it was funny because I love Christmas movies. So I love Hallmark this time of year. Starts November 1 to the end of the year. Okay. So that's my other thing. So it's like, oh my God, I got to put a Christmas movie on. But they said that their viewership is up 50% from last year. Because that just shows right there that people need that feel good. So I think when people are setting goals, like you said, things could change. You could have a health crisis. Something could happen. You know, and I think every Monday you can start over. Every, you know, new month 
you can you can change whatever you want. We're not trees. We're not stuck. So I think everybody gets caught up in this. Oh, the year and the new year, you know. And like my husband said, what's different from the last Monday in December to the first Monday in January? What besides the month? What changes? And you know what? I mean, he's right. I mean, a lot of times your mentality, but you just keep going and doing what's working. And if something needs to be tweaked, you tweak it. But I think we put so much pressure. Well, you know, and I used to when I would train and mentor agents when I was with Cole Banker here, I would always say to them, part of the joy and freedom and bonuses of being a solopreneur, being an independent sales professional is tomorrow is a new day. Exactly. Like you're not held to some crazy corporate calendar no. that says you need to do this by then. Unless your only motivation is being the number one sales agent in exactly. a specific year, which yes. is huge for some people. Yes. But if that if your ultimate is to be that number one on that plaque, that's the only person who needs to be freaked out about right. December 31st. Exactly. And and I think, honestly, I think there's a, there's feminine energy rising on our planet and we, inside men and inside women, this, this nurturing and like I said, get, kind of getting back to, getting back to what matters and, and yes. focusing on, on pouring into others and serving others. And so I think that we're going to, uh, well, there all will always be people who are so obsessed with being number mm -hmm. one in yeah. real estate. I think there's more people who are looking at, like, I want to give more. Like, I'd like to be the person who gives the most. I want to be known for something like, to me, I mean, yes, I want to be successful, of course, who doesn't? But I mean, I prove that I do do that. But I also want to have that side where I'm known for the motivation. I'm known for kindness. I mean, to me, that's, that's if I can do both, that's like a very good mix. You know? I mean, yes. So would you say that's what, is that, is that what you'd say? So if you were to say, what... What does success mean to you? Like, what what does it what does it feel like? Is is it around that? It's that well balanced. Like to have that kindness, to be known for that, to somebody that's motivator. You know, like sometimes I'll just surprise call people because I want just people to feel good. I mean, like you said, this has been a hard year for people, and everybody has those years. You can have a week, a day, a month. You know, but I think that we all need to help each other. And I think through Facebook, I mean, some people say you know social media can be on the dark side too, but I think. My relationships with so many people have come through Facebook. You know, working for the big company I worked for for 13 years, half of my relationships, almost all my relationships came from everybody across the country who I still talk to all the time. And I'm so, I'm blessed and I'm thankful for that. But I want, I need it, you know, I need that mix and I need to know that I've made somebody smile today. I've helped somebody. I've motivated somebody. That's very important to me. Now, my husband would say, yes, please get a paycheck. But yes, of course. I mean, I want to do that too. But, you know, um, I've got to have that feel good. That's I'm a high eye. So, you know, I need to, you know, I want to, I want to make somebody feel good. So that, to me, success is that well-rounded. That's a great fire-up tip, right? It's, so I think we, we talk a lot about success and defining your own success. I, that is something that it is so incredibly important, but we don't talk a lot about in not just in the real estate space. Cause you know, as you know, for the last four years, I've been serving multiple industries and although, you know, real estate just keeps pulling me back tighter yeah. and tighter and tighter. <laughs> like my people are in real estate and it's, it, it is because servant hearted leaders mm -hmm. who find real estate 
do have that mentality. Yes. So it, it, they show it in many different ways, whether it's, uh, you know, giving of their time, giving of their talent, you, you know, spreading joy on social. They, it is that element of, you know, they look to those opportunities. And I think that sometimes people forget to add that into their formula for success. Because on the days where you cannot control a client, you can't control a closing, you can't control you know, a business partner who flakes on a meeting, but you can control picking up the phone yes. and, and firing someone up, inspiring somebody, posting something yeah. on social and tagging somebody who inevitably, it's like being at church. Don't you find this like, so, so uh, Pastor Kevin, so we call him PK, he'll give a message and I'll be like, okay, was he in the living room last night? Yeah. Did you hear what we talked about? Yeah. Yeah. What? Well, I believe you're in the right place at the right time for certain yeah. things to hear or somebody, you know, will post something and go, God, how did you know that I needed that? Well, I mean, I didn't, but I'm hoping that it did touch somebody because if I'm feeling like that, I know somebody else is feeling, you know, and I think just people need to be, I think the one thing with social media besides being consistent. I think people just need to be real, you know, and I think some people get very down because some people will go on there and some people, there is a facade and you know what, if you want to do that, you know what, that's fine. But you know, truth comes out. Truth always comes out. So, and especially with something like that. So be real, be genuine. You know, I'm not saying go on there and make it like, oh my God, I'm going to complain every day because that's not, you know, everybody can go on a ramp, but when people are on there all the time being negative, I'm sorry, I have to either defriend you or I have to hide you you know, I can't take it, you know, but it's not good for the soul nor the heart nor your personality. But I mean, I just think that if you're consistent and you're real and you're genuine, people will know that. And I think that's the biggest thing, you know, with real estate, when you meet a client, if someone asks me a question, you know, I'm not really sure, let me find out. You know, you just, when you're real with people, they respect you for that. And that's where the referrals come in. So yep. it all works together. Completely agree. And you're absolutely right. I mean, I think, you know, Eeyore's can unite. So mm -hmm. there's there's a client for the Eeyore Realtor. There's nothing, yeah. you know, not everybody needs to be positive. But yeah, yeah, you're right. I think that's I think part of it, I always joke about, you know, people who share cat videos who hate cats, drive, yeah. that drives me nuts. It's like, I know you don't like cats. I know you're allergic to cats and you don't like them. So like, why don't you share something that actually allows people in? But I think that people still are trying to figure out that social media isn't about likes. It's about right. acting. Right. They're still figuring it out, but that's okay. So, so we've got, um, you know, blessing people and, you know, really, really getting involved and, and into their space and, and maybe even controlling a little bit of what's coming into you, into your space, right? Based on what other people are talking about. So have, give us another tip. I would say definitely being around the positive people for sure. I would say like, I always try to like a kindness you know, like being, you know, opening up a door for somebody, um, you know, being in a grocery store, you know, when people are grocery shopping, you know, how people just seem miserable. Sometimes they just have a look on their face. If you just say, Hey, and smile, people are like, Oh, it, you know, it just changes somebody. And plus it makes you feel good. You know, it's like my, it drives me crazy. It drives my husband crazy when I do that, but it's like, somebody just needs that. Someone's having a bad day. So I would say that, and you know, the other thing I like to do is that we have, um, we're on a team. So we have new agents, you're helping that new agent, you know, giving them advice, you know, call me if you have a question, um, shadow me if you want. So it's that educational thing too, to, to help somebody succeed. Because, you know, if everyone succeeds, you know, everyone makes money, everybody's happier. So, I mean, I like that, that mentoring too, 
on our team and we have new agents. So that that's important to me too. You know, same thing with EXP. I signed up for the mentor program and I mean, I just, I like to see people succeed. You know, that's just a passion. I mean, I, I like that. That drives me. Um, especially if you help them, they say, you know what? You helped me. I got that deal. Hey, I'm excited. And you're part of that. So that's yeah, really, that's sweet. And you know what, what I love about that again, it goes right back to what I was saying about being a servant hearted leader. I think that when you, when you can actually stand strong in that and you can, and you embrace that you're a servant leader, it allows you to see the goodness in things like mentoring. So <laughs> instead of seeing it as though it's, you know, taking your time, it's, actually a mutually beneficial activity right and, and you're helping them of course but you when when you're truly meant to be a leader of others it, you leave those moments fuller than when you got there and being aware of that I think is is really half the battle for some people they mm -hmm. just don't they don't they're not aware that they feel better <laughs> they don't right. know what that is you know they, they haven't connected the dots that's so, true that's true um, you know one of my favorite things around keeping positive is the gratitude concept you know um, practicing gratitude so mm -hmm. what what do you do to practice gratitude what's what's something that you have kind of in your pocket that you're like oh this is my this is my thing that I do to remind myself of how grateful I am you know We've been in our house for a year and we built this house. And, you know, I, I was just telling somebody, we, I had a closing this morning and I said to him, I go, and they had a hard time finding a house. They had another realtor before and they, it just, anything that could have happened to these people happened. So I said, you know, when you pull up to your house, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, this is my house, you know? So, I mean, I look at, you know, this, and if you would have told me six years ago, I'd be living in this house. I mean, not that I didn't think I could do it, but I wouldn't believe, you know what I mean? Cause I wasn't there yet. You know, sometimes you have to think bigger. So, you know, when I pull up and I get into my car and, you know, my husband started a company, you know, four and a half, almost five years ago, he's successful. We're, you know, we kill, basically we eat what we kill, but we love what we do. So coming in and just coming home, I feel like this is my safe haven and it makes me, you know, it makes me want to work harder, you know, to to have the comforts that we have, to be able to go into my closet, you know, go look what I have and you, you become appreciative of that. And it's not even above things, but it's having my mom, you know, having my cat, having just like the little things that you have, because sometimes I think, you know, health, you know, where you live, what you have, the concept of being able to go to a grocery store, buy food. I mean, I think we take that for granted. We don't mean to take that for granted, but I think that we do. So it's like every day, I'm like, God, you know, thank you. And even waking up in the morning go, Okay, you know, do my affirmations in the shower, you know, and I'm like, you know, thank God I'm, I'm up, I'm alive, I feel good, you know, because I went through some health stuff, and, you know, I'm just, I'm grateful for that, and that's just the faith within yourself, so, I mean, it's just those little things, but to some people, it might be corny, it's like, you know, but to me, that works for me, you know, I'm like, oh, thank God, you know, I work hard, I get to live where I live, be around the people I want to be, so I'm grateful for all that, and I'm grateful for my husband for always motivating, because if I get down, you know, he's my cheerleader. I mean, definitely, you know, 100%. And with him having, you know, his own company, he understands, you know, so we're in it together, which is great. Because a lot of times if somebody, you know, if, you know, an entrepreneur spirit, not everybody may have that, you know, so when you have that with your significant other and you're together like that and you're in the trenches, you help each other, you support each other and you keep up, you keep each other up because sometimes you have bad days, sometimes you have a bad month. So you have to keep each other going. So... 
definitely, gra- definitely grateful for that. <laughs> yeah, and there's there's so many so many beautiful things in there. You know, I think just slowing down and recognizing what you have is is a it, probably one of the biggest obstacles people have in being grateful because they're always thinking about what they don't have versus what they do have. So I think that's a great reminder for everyone, especially, you know, starting a new year, a new calendar year that it's, you know, slow down and and really do appreciate, you know, where you are right now. And it's, and sometimes it's hard because it's not, it's not your ultimate place to be. Uh, But, you know, I've, I've found that over the years, whether Drew and I were living in a, a small apartment or the townhouse or the first house or the second house. Like there were things that we took that we loved in each one of those places. Yes. And, and while we were living in one, it was, you know, there was always this, well, when we get there, it'll be so much better. And then we get there and we'd be like, eh, actually it's, yeah. it's not, I mean, it's just different. And, right. and I think that, you know, as we get older, it's easier to recognize that, you know, a bigger dining room doesn't mean you're going to have more dinner parties. A, you know, skinnier waist doesn't mean you're going to be happier when you wake up in the morning. Like it's, it, it's about being grateful in the moment. So I think that's so amazing. Um, you know, of course for us, like I love, I love my animals and my dogs are, are my children. Yes. Uh, and like they, if I am feeling down, like if I'm feeling like a cranky pants, mm-hmm. they are more than any human being, they can shift my attitude. I don't know what it is about. I know. Easy. Like hold that little fur baby, you know? Yes, that's very important. I think like you said too, living in the moment, I think that that's extremely important. I think sometimes we don't realize that until something happens. You know, like take this, this year I did two girls trips. I had never did girls trips. And it was sad because a friend of mine who passed away, you know, we had always talked about going to Nashville and we'd always talked about doing this trip. And we even talked a week before she passed away and it was sudden. And I thought to myself, oh my God, you know, yes, we have to work to sustain, but that's not who we are. You know, what's around us, our friends, you know, traveling, you know, being with your husband, being with your animals, taking a walk, realizing, living in this moment, not always being on the phone, always. And that was hard, you know, because when you are self-employed, you worry if I don't answer that phone, if I, you know, but sometimes you've got to walk away because I think we lose focus and we don't appreciate. So you got to look around. Life is short and you don't want to regret. It's really hard, you know, when you're in it, but you do, you know, you don't want to say now that somebody's gone, I wish I would have did that. Yeah. You know, you just would have taken the time, you know, how, how stupid, you know, but that, that woke me up. And I think that was a definite, you know, I think God, you know, does certain things and it happens and it sucks, but it made me slow down and it made me even like sit in that moment, like even looking, going and looking at Christmas lights as crazy as that, but live in it. You know, I'm like, God, this is beautiful. And look at the people I'm with. And it gives you that feeling. So I, I think that's very important. I mean, I just, it was a hard lesson to learn, but, and it wasn't the easy lesson to learn how we, how I did, but it's okay. I mean, now it, it made me, out of something bad came something good, self-realization. And, you know, I think that that's, that's also a part of, as we get older, we, we actually start to look for that. Yes. Uh, whereas when you're younger, it's just, oh, woe is me. This has happened to me. Um, you know, mine is, is, I had this experience yesterday where I was going somewhere that normally takes me 20 minutes to go. And I get in the car and I plug the information in ways and it's like going to take me an hour to get there. <laughs> it's normally 20 minutes. Somehow yeah. it's going to take an hour. And so I don't know if you use Waze down there in, in Dallas or I, Argyle or wherever you are, but um, here we have 
a gajillion side streets. So I chose, it was the shortest route, but it was the mm -hmm. squirreliest route. And I was like, I just cranked up my, my Christmas carols and yes. around neighborhoods I have never seen in my entire life and looked for Christmas lights. And I was, and uh, one of the gals that was meeting there was like, I can't believe this traffic. Ah! And I said, just slow down for a second. Look at your route. See if you can drive back roads and turn on Christmas carols because it is helping adjust my attitude. And so I think sometimes it's just being in that moment and then also sharing it. Right, sharing it with yeah. someone else. Like I'm, it, that's so important. It's so important to just <sighs> embrace it yourself, but but don't keep it a secret. Like share. Right. This is what worked for me, and it was so amazing. So let's. Um, I've got a couple more quick rapid fire questions for you. Be before we wrap up. So, if you could tell yourself one thing, if you could go back in time ten years and tell yourself one thing, what would you tell yourself? I would say be patient and be kind. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Okay. What inspires you to keep moving forward, even in moments of fear and doubt? Hmm. Belief that I can do it, that I know that I can do it, you know, and just those little steps, you know, baby steps, not look, you know, keep going forward. That's why I would say, don't look back and keep stepping forward. You know, sometimes you have to take a pause but you have to keep moving forward no matter what. And I think with, you know, stuff that I've gone through taught me that. So even though you get scared, you know, and I know that, you know, my, my motivation, you know, my husband, you know, Sherry on my team, I mean, I know they're there, my friends, they push me. So you just stop, but you just keep moving forward. Love that. Okay. What's the first thing you do in the morning? Check my email. <laughs> oh, <don't know>. Okay. <laughs> All right, now I have a fun one. What's your superpower? What's my superpower? Hmm. What's my superpower? This one stumped me, I think. <laughs> it did. <laughs> I was like, what's my superpower? I don't know. I think my, I, to me, I just think my ability to make people feel better. I would call that a superpower because, you know, I, I like doing that. So I think that that, you do my post and get the reaction I get. That's my superpower, kindness. Yeah, I agree completely, 100%, 100%. So what is, when you look at uh, 2017, what is your one word that is describing what's ahead? Do you have that yet? I'm looking at it empowerment. Ooh. And I was thinking that because of what we've just come out of. And I think that, you know, especially women, you know, with EXP, we started a women's group. And I just think that if everybody, you know, helps each other, you know, what, what's the issues this week? Or, you know, are you having a, you know, are you having a crisis? You know, what can we do? And I think if we keep empowering women, whether it be through education, you know, motivation, I mean, whatever you need, if they know that there's a comfort in a group there, we can, we can help everybody push forward. So that empowerment, I, I was thinking about that the last couple of weeks. And to me, that's what I want. I want everybody, you know, to try to be their best, and to, to support and to give it, especially, you know, like I said, men too, but especially women. So, and I'm excited about the DXP group and, you know, we want it, Mary and I want to grow it and we want to save some. So to help people. That's good. You know, I, I think um, <clears throat> women speak life into their communities. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's a, it's a divine 
calling that we all have, regardless of what our purpose is. And so mm -hmm. when we really do focus on, on helping, collaborating, connecting, communicating with each other, it really does make everything around us more fruitful, more prosperous, happier, more joy-filled. And so I applaud you for starting a group for the women of EXP. I think that's a beautiful thing. You know, um, the, power, the Power Women group that I have on Facebook is, it's amazing the conversations that happen in there. And I think that it's good for for us to have places where we can come together and kind of get ourselves together and, and share ideas so that when we go out into our communities on a local level, we're ready. Exactly. And, Build and we're fueled to feel others. So I think that's beautiful. Okay, anything else you want to share with the Fire Up community today before we close? Well, I'm excited. I'm starting my blog, um, Follow My Heels Home. I have my own website. So I think we had talked about this and I had asked you, yeah, well, I finally have got the logos, got everything going. So my, like my plan this year is definitely, I wanna really focus on the social media because that's my, I like it and I get, a lot of response from that so I thought take the motivational stuff and just do a blog and I want to do a more like video and interactive blog and I want to do some community stuff you know uh, put in there plus not just real estate but shoes a restaurant you know an issue or I, whatever I just wanted to be you know someone goes oh I wonder what you know Patricia wrote about and I had to say follow my heels home because of shoes yeah. and it's you know bling and you know bling in real estate, you know, known because that's what I'm known for. So I'm really excited about that. So that's kind of my goal to share is basically is to work on my blog, to to push that along, work on the website, get that out there. And, um, you know, just like I said, empower and, you know, bring community and, you know, and just um, inspire. Oh, I love that. I will definitely make sure to drop down in the video um the comment section on YouTube and then of course on the fire up chat section on DebraTrapin.com. We'll make sure to add those links awesome. in so people can sign up to follow your heels home. So follow my heels home. How home. fabulous is that? <laughs> it covers, you know, what you do it covers what you're passionate about and it's going to let people know all about who you truly are. And I think that's so wonderful. What a great way to kind of wrap up keeping positive in a negative world, putting your positive attitude out there, strengthening your community by sharing that with them, sprinkling the joy on a daily basis. And, you know, Patricia, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for sharing your heart and your vision. I'm super excited for the community to meet you. And what we'll do is we'll definitely check back in with you maybe in like six months and see how follow yeah. you know follow my heels home is doing and how we can participate motivation <laughs> yes, yeah right accountability <laughs> i love it i love it sassy accountability just call me right up right there yeah, there we go yes i love it i love it okay thanks everyone for joining us for another fire up chat we are so, so thankful that you are here. I am your host, Deborah Trapin. If you need me, you know where to find me, at Deborah 11 on any platform out there. If there's something in the show that was a huge takeaway for you that changed your attitude, your mind, your perspective, your life, make sure to let us know uh, using the hashtag poundfiremeup11. And again, we'll make sure you have all Patricia Ann's contact information so you can get connected with her. Until we see each other again, au revoir. Mwah.